1201 Sports is brought to you by Essential Coaching, allies in holistic coaching and educational program development. Essential Coaching aims to produce exponential generational change by creating the deepest connected coaching community in the world. Your pain points are real, Coach, and Essential Coaching wants to help you feel more fulfilled and happier in your career. Join coaches and educators spanning three different continents for real, relevant, and necessary professional development. 1201 Sports listeners can take 15% off with code 15 for 1201. That is 15 for 1201 on any service or a premium community membership. To learn more, visit www.essential-coaching.net. Essential Coaching, empowering coaches. How do you pay, man? Uh, if you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. I'm here so I won't get fined. It's my quarterback. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. We suck. The second half, we suck. Welcome, everybody, to the 1201 Sports Network. I'm your host, Jake Bruyer, and this is going to be our Week 8 Fantasy Primer. Again, you know the spiel. It's where I go through every game of the coming week and give you my take on all the players worth starting in your fantasy lineups. If you can, please rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening. You have no idea how much it helps us, and we'd greatly appreciate it. So, we'll start off with the Thursday night game, Atlanta at Carolina. Carolina's a three-point favorite here. Teddy Bridgewater is an absolute smash start this week. Atlanta's pitiful against the pass, so he's going to light it up. Um... On the other side, Carolina is really susceptible to the run, so I'd honestly downgrade Matt Ryan a bit. Carolina is actually performing really well fantasy-wise against the quarterback, and that's kind of because the running backs are doing so well against them. I would downgrade Julio and Calvin slightly because of this, but again, you're still starting them. Uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson for Carolina should be awesome, and on the other side, Todd Gurley, he could end up being the RB1 this week. Mike Davis will probably be fine, even though his efficiency has kind of taken a downturn recently next up we've got indianapolis at detroit pretty much take out all of your detroit guys i mean this is a tough matchup all the way around i'm not comfortable really starting anyone here but maybe tj hawkinson and that's more so a statement on the tight end position as a whole than him on the other side indianapolis should control things for the most part uh jonathan taylor will be an rb1 this week i mean he might be the rb1 Detroit right now is giving up 4.6 points above the NFL average. So that means when players, uh, especially at the running back position in this situation, when players play against the average opponent, they score X. Their average score is whatever. Detroit is giving up 4.5 points above each player's average. So Jonathan Taylor gets a massive bump this week. Don't be afraid to start him at all. And I think T.Y. Hilton could end up being like a sneaky wide receiver 2 slash wide receiver 3 this week. Minnesota at Green Bay is next. Aaron Rodgers could end up the QB1 this week. I mean, Minnesota is pitiful, and he's just going to light him up. He's a stud. Devontae Adams is a stud as well. When it comes to the running back position for Green Bay, you got to watch out to see who's healthy. Check out the injury reports this week. If Aaron Jones is healthy, he's a stud and you're starting him. If he can't go, Jamal Williams is a stud. <laughs> There's a very simple game plan, very simple decision-making for your Green Bay players. On the other side, Dalvin Cook will most likely be healthy for this game. He'll be an easy RB1 start this week. We go back to that fantasy points above expected. You thought that 4.5 was high for Detroit. Green Bay right now is giving up 8 points above expected 
for running backs. So Dalvin Cook, if he plays, he could end up being the RB1 as well. I think when it comes to the Minnesota receivers, Adam Thielen is likely safer than Justin Jefferson. Um, Looking at Green Bay's stats here, they do perform better against the slot receiver, and Justin Jefferson does play more from the slot than Thielen. Uh, But both of them really... Uh, I think Thielen could be a back-end wide receiver one, and Justin Jefferson could be a high upside wide receiver two guy. Next up, we got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Look, this is going to be a great game. Try and tune in if you can. It just might not be a great game for your fantasy team. For Baltimore, I think Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews should be fine, and Lamar's legs will probably keep him in the QB1 discussion no matter what. Uh, On the other side, I think Big Ben is going to be fine too, as maybe like a high-end QB2. I think Baltimore will take the lead in this game just because I think they're slightly better. And because of that, I think Big Ben will be coming from behind and he'll have to throw the ball a good bit. I think James Conner could end up being the beneficiary of that. Baltimore is allowing 22.4% of targets to go to the running back position. So I think James Conner could be in for a sneaky good PPR day. Um, I would temper expectations on all Pittsburgh receivers this week. Both in the slot or out, Baltimore is performing really, really well against receivers this year. Next up, we've got Tennessee at Cincinnati. We've got a really high over-under here. This should be entertaining. Cincinnati's defense is nothing to write home about, so I'm starting Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown. They're all startable. Now, I would be super excited about my boy Johnny Smith this week, like claim that he would be the tight end one excited if last week he didn't run a season low in routes. Okay, Tennessee has lost now both of their starting offensive tackles, and they love Johnny Smith as a blocker. Okay, I would monitor this closely. I'm still starting him in leagues, but if he does put up a poor performance in this game, it's definitely a trend that should be monitored moving forward. Also, shout out to Jared Smola for the info on that. For Cincinnati, Joey B, he's going to be a great play this week, as always, every week. Now, at the running back position, if Mixon is healthy, you're starting him. If not... Giovanni Bernard should see a similar role and game script this week. They'll be playing from behind, and Gio is a great passing back. Start all of your Bengals wide receivers against Tennessee's low-key booty defense. Against outside receivers, they're giving up five points above expected. Against slot receivers, they're giving up four points above expected. This Tennessee defense is awful, and I'm starting all of my Bengals wide receivers. If you do need a deeper tight end guy, Drew Sample is going to be a pretty good play this week for Cincinnati. Next up, we got Las Vegas at Cleveland. Honestly, I can't wait for this game either. There's there's some sneaky good uh, games this week. I think Derek Carr and Baker are going to light it up. Kareem Hunt, you hear me say it a lot. I think Kareem Hunt could be the RB1 this week as well. Las Vegas is absolutely putrid. They're giving up 7.8 points above expected. Um, Josh Jacobs, on the other side, is due for major positive regression. So again, he's a must start as well. Darren Waller is easily a tight end one this week and every week. And also for Las Vegas, I really like Nelson Aguilar and Hunter Renfro as some deeper PPR flex guys. Now, on the Cleveland side, they did lose Odell Beckham, so Rashard Higgins, he'll he'll be okay, I guess. Um, it's something to monitor to see if he continues to see like a good target share there. However, it's now or never for Jarvis Landry. Look, he's the number one guy, and Las Vegas is the third worst NFL defense against slot receivers. He's a high upside wide receiver three this week, but if he doesn't perform, drop his ass like he's hot. Next up, we got New England at Buffalo. 
this is a snooze fest waiting to happen. So a nice break there. You get all these good games. Hopefully New England and Buffalo is going on at the same time so you don't have to watch it. Uh, Josh Allen, he's startable only due to his running ability. And Stefan Diggs, he might as well be a low-end wide receiver too this week. Normally he's a wide receiver one for me. I'm downgrading this matchup. I love Stefan Gilmore. I love the way that Bill Belichick schemes up defenses to take away offense's number one options. However, New England does give up 60% of the targets to wide receivers, so I wouldn't worry too much about him, hence why Diggs is probably still in that wide receiver two conversation. On the other side of the ball, look, there's no one for New England worth starting, so I'm not going to spend much more time on it. We've got the New York Jets at the Kansas City Chiefs. Fun fact here, this game has one of the 10 largest point spreads in NFL history. Okay, Kansas City is almost a 20-point favorite over the New York Jets right now. I think everyone is going to eat for Kansas City. It's as simple as that. Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're all surefire guys. However, at the running back position, look, New York Jets are awful against the running back position. However, I would be hesitant this week about Clyde Edwards-Elaire. Look, now this take is going to be all narrative-based, so it's completely your decision here. But I would not be surprised whatsoever if the Chiefs gave Le'Veon Bell a shot at destroying the Jets. It's the revenge game narrative, I know, I know, but it honestly could happen. They're both in the RB2 slash flex conversation this week. Whoever gets the bulk of the touches could end up being an RB1. Just good luck trying to predict who gets the touches. On the other side, look, if Jamison Crowder's healthy, he'll be okay, just because he sees like 15 targets a game, and that's about it. Next up, we got the Rams at the Dolphins. This sucks, man. Tua's first game is going to be a really tough matchup. I think the run, at the running back position, Miles Gaskin should be okay. LA gives up a good bit of targets to the running back position, and Mike Gesicki should be okay too. On the other side of the ball, Jared Goff might be in for some tough sledding, uh, but Daryl Henderson should be good to go. Miami, the way you're going to attack him is at the running back position, so I think Henderson should see a good day. And also the slot receivers are pretty good against Miami, so fire up Cooper Cup. He'll perform slightly better than Robert Woods this week. Next up, we got the Chargers at the Denver Broncos. Justin Herbert is a high-end QB2 this week and pretty much every week. Like he's a, he's a stud in the making if he keeps playing like this. And on the other side, if Drew Locke was any bit talented, I'd say he was a good start too this week, but he's not. Uh, Melvin Gordon should be fine at the running back position. He should be in for a really good game. Jerry Judy, he should be locked in as a high-end wide receiver three. You attack the Chargers out of the slot, and Judy's one of the best slot receivers instantly in the NFL. Keenan Allen is always a stud, and Hunter Henry should be a pretty good start too, as well as Noah Fant. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles is going to be a great streaming option, so if he's out there and you really, really, really need some help at quarterback this week, he's probably going to put up some good numbers. I think Jimmy Graham could arguably, arguably be the tight end one this week. The Saints are giving up six points above expected to the tight end position. Graham is going to have a great game. Again, revenge game narrative. Let's get it. Allen Robinson should eat too, but I don't think David Montgomery will. The Saints funnel teams passing, okay? So it's going to be really hard for other teams to run the ball on them, and there's no exception here with David Montgomery. I would temper all expectations, and hopefully you have better options than Montgomery this week. On the other side of the ball, I would downgrade literally all of my Saints. Breeze is going to be a weak QB2 this week. I think Alvin Kamara, I mean, again, he's still going to be in that RB1, high-end RB2 conversation just because this offense is so based around him. 
Michael Thomas is too busy fighting with coaches and teammates to actually play. Uh, and then Jared Cook, he might be the only decent one uh, starting for this New Orleans team besides Kamara. And again, that has more to do with the tight end position than Jared Cook. Final three games here, we got San Francisco at Seattle. Should be a really decent game, actually. I think Jimmy G, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo are all going to be startable this week. Seattle's defense is doo-doo. I mean, they did just trade for Carlos Dunlap, but I doubt he's that much of a world changer day one. And on the other side, no matter what, you're starting Russ, of course. Tyler Lockett should have a really good game, but DK might be in for some tough, tough sledding. San Francisco performs much better against outside receivers than against slots. I would temper expectations with DK Metcalf this week. Next up, we got Dallas at Philly. This game is honestly going to be garbage, and we're ending with two garbage games. I absolutely hate that. So um, if Miles Sanders can play, he's going to be an RB1 against Dallas's really sorry defense. And I think Travis Fulgham is locked into your lineups as well. Outside receivers are going to kill against Dallas. Also, watch out for Jalen Rager. Check if he's out there on your waiver wires. He's coming off of IR. He's going to be practicing this week. And if he comes in and instantly slots into that wide receiver two, maybe even the 1A to 1B with Travis Fulgham, he's going to have plenty of value towards your playoff run here in fantasy. Also, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz are probably going to be fine starts because Dallas is doo-doo. Um, on Dallas, I'd start Zeke, but I would temper my expectations. Like, no one in this offense is good right now. The offensive line has been ravaged with injuries. And if Dalton can't play and they're down to a third-string quarterback, good luck. All right, and finally, we got Tampa Bay at the New York Giants. Again, like I said, this game is going to be doo-doo on Monday Night Football. Try and find a nice movie to watch, maybe with your spouse, your significant other, whatever. Pop some popcorn. Don't turn on this game. I mean, I would start Tom Brady, Rojo, and Mike Evans this week for Tampa. And then for New York, there's really not much to write home about. Tampa Bay's defense is incredible, and New York is awful. So I would be trying to stay away from any New York Giant on my fantasy team right now. And that'll wrap it. Let us know what you think of the primer. Whatever your take is, be sure to let us know on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for all of our other shows that we're spitting out here at the 1201 Sports Network. Have a great day. Happy Halloween, and always remember, even when we're wrong, we're always right.